You're listening to Good Reporters Podcast, encouraging you to use your platform and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, because good reporters bring good news. Hey everybody, it's your boy, Chris Edwards, also Young Christ-like on social media. Just want to let you guys know that Jesus loves you first and foremost, but also want to start up a new series, three-part series on restoration. I feel it was just so necessary to start this, this new thing that we're going to be talking about for these three episodes, for these three videos, because I just feel like a lot of people are losing a lot of things. You know, jobs in the midst of the pandemic, family members, their faith, direction, purpose. Um, and it, it's, it's, it's serious stuff. And so I really do want to bring this to the forefront and also bring you some encouragement because I believe that we're going to get through this and we will only come out stronger. But we have to believe. We have to believe. And so this three-part series, the first episode I want to let you know, which is going to be this episode right here, it's going to be on sin, shame, and guilt. Episode number two, which we will release tomorrow, will be on life being heavy, titled Life is Heavy. And day three, which will be released two days from today, is called I Am Not Accepted. All of these topics, I believe, are so vital to the faith, so vital to life, and so vital to why we stop doing what we really need to do. And I think a lot of us really need to be restored in certain departments. And so we'll refer to my, my Bible here a couple of times or my iPad slash notepad. You know, we'll use that a couple of times just to get back and forth with the topic. But today I just want to speak about sin and shame. Why sin and shame? Let's start there. First and foremost, sin and shame go hand in hand. Now, shame is a spirit, something I didn't know sometime down the line, but when I found out about it, it made a lot of sense. It made a lot of sense as to why we feel so heavy, why we feel so like we can't do anything, why we feel like we don't want to move uh, when we just deal with things like shame, because shame is an actual spirit, and the spirit is is called upon us to 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 deter us from moving forward, to stop us from moving forward. Um, and it usually comes after things like sinning or just doing things we know we shouldn't be doing, right? You feel that spirit of shame, which is so heavy on you and sometimes doesn't make you push forward. And, and I'm guilty of that. And that's the reason why I even want to bring this up. Because for me, this probably reigns the most true. Any type of sin, any type of shame brings me down to a point where sometimes it debilitates me. It makes me not want to move. It makes me feel like I probably shouldn't, you know, be called to do what I'm doing or maybe my gifts aren't really special enough. Uh, and and it's, a, it's an attack of the enemy. So before we even get into that, I do want to let you know, if you don't already know who he is, I'm sure we do, but who the enemy is. The enemy is the devil. The devil is, is just continually doing anything in his power, anything in his will that he can possibly do to make sure that you do not prosper, to make sure that you do not move forward for God's plan in your life. And he is roaring each and every single day like a lion trying to stop you from getting there. So let's talk about this. Right In the book of John 10.10, 10, specifically, the Bible says here, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So Jesus wants to come into our lives to give us life. And sometimes we could be living and, and we could be alive, but not living. And so Jesus wants to come in to give us life. But the enemy knows that once we find that life, he, 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 he really can't match up to the greatness that, that God or Jesus has for us. God and Jesus, excuse me, have for us and, and, and the great things and the plans that he has for us. So he tries to pull us away and he will never, ever, ever 
let me make that really clear. He will never, ever, ever do it in a way where you're just like, wow, like this is the devil. I see him coming. Like I, I remember watching it on a sermon and the speaker said, the devil's never going to come with a pitchfork and horns. Well, like just the way you expect him to look, because if he comes that way, you're going to be like, oh, that's the devil. I'm out. You know what I mean? Like you're going to see him like, oh, that's you devil. Cool. I'm, I'm going. But reality wise, he's going to come dressed up like the things you like, like the things you want. He's going to come dressed up real subtle in, in, in little sneaky remarks from other people that you didn't expect to impact you the way that it did. Um, in little in little videos that you thought you were just watching or just popped up on your Instagram feed, and and you know and 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 somehow you're you're into sin again. Somehow you're back to doubting yourself again. Somehow you're back to shame again. It's so important that we could understand these attacks. And so I just want to bring this up. Let's give a let's give a scenario because I'm a visual person. I like to see things. You're moving forward with your life. You just probably got saved or you've been saved for some time. You're on a roll. You're starting to move in your purpose. You're feeling confident. And then your crush from like high school that you haven't ever spoken to since high school and she pops back up and now you're in a Christian relationship and she wants to date you and you feel tempted. It doesn't look like the devil, does it? It looks like an opportunity that you wish you had back then, but reality-wise, it might be a subtle thing trying to come and take you into adultery. To, to sin, therefore bringing shame, therefore stopping you from moving forward in your purpose of what you want to do. Let's give another example. If we're not just going to talk about, we're not just going to talk about people popping up in our lives and, or one simple scenario because the enemy attacks in so many ways. And if we stopped and tackled all that right now, we wouldn't have time for it. And reality wise, here's another example. And this is going to sound crazy to you. This is going to sound <laughs> a little nuts or whatever, but here's another example. You're on Instagram, you're scrolling, right? You're just looking through regular things, maybe looking at your favorite Mike Todd post or, you know, your favorite uh, Stephen Furtick post or listen, just just scrolling down Instagram, looking for scriptures. You know what I mean? Because that's what we all do. Um, and then you just just want, pull up down and then there's an ad for twerkathon.com. And I'm saying, look, I don't even know if that's a real website. Please do not search that website. I'm not trying to lead you in the sin. I'm leading you away. Um, but, you know, this thing like in reality, things like that pop up on your screen and you're just like, you know, oh no, this is not it. I don't want to, I don't want to go here. So one time, maybe it's in your head, it's planted. Next time you come back around, you might see it before you know it, you're on the page. What's more important than anything is to understand that the enemy's attacks, they might seem subtle at first, but they're attacks with intentions. And those intentions eventually will be fulfilled if we're not wary of them. So let's talk about this. So in the book of Isaiah chapter six, verses five through nine, this is a story, and this is Isaiah. He, he, he's, he says, I saw Jesus, I saw the Lord, and I saw him with these, um, these, these, these creatures, uh, believably angels. And these creatures were with him, and they were just singing you know, to, to, to Jesus, and they were singing, holy is the holy, holy, holy. And, and as, he's, as they're singing this, Isaiah feels unworthy. He remembers his sins. He remembers the things he's done. He remembers and he looks back and he says, you know what? I'm not worthy of this. I can't, I can't do this. You know, I look, look, look. He says in words, listen to this. He says, it's all over. I am doomed for I am a sinful man. I have filthy lips and I live among a people with filthy lips. Yet I have seen the king, the Lord of heaven armies, then one of the seraphim 
flew to me with the burning coal he had taken from the altar with a pair of tongs. He touched my lips with it and said, See, this coal has touched your lips. Now your guilt is removed and your sins are forgiven. Then I heard the Lord asking, Whom should I send as a messenger to this people? Who will go for us? I said, Here I am, send me. And I'll stop there. What we need to realize is, Isaiah here was stuck in a space of, I'm not going to move. I don't need to do anything. I am unworthy. I can't do anything. I can't go further. He stopped himself short due to his sins, due to what he believed to be filth of who he was. He stopped himself. He cut himself short. And I want to know how many people right now are cutting themselves short because of sins that they have done, because of guilt that they feel, that they don't feel like they're worthy enough. Little to realize, if you look a little bit further into this same verse that we just read, he then winds up being forgiven as we all are due to salvation. We sometimes forget that, and that's what shame is for, to create a space where we don't feel worthy enough to be forgiven. But we're forgiven. Salvation is there. If you have have been saved, Jesus Christ died for you, you are forgiven, Move forward from the sins. And I'm talking to you, but I'm talking to me because when I when I when I when I fall or when I do things that I don't feel like I shouldn't have done, I feel that. You know, I feel that personal guilt and weight, like I shouldn't have done that. God, oh my goodness. And it's like we fail to remember God is not like man. He he's not focused on that. He's focused on us following him. Yes, I'm not ever gonna give you an excuse to keep falling into your sin. That's just not biblical. But I will give you a reason to keep moving forward and pushing towards what God is pushing you towards because the enemy just wants to stop you there and look at everything you've done, piling up everything that you've done. And so when you realize what happened, Isaiah was feeling like such a bad person and such a sinful man that he felt, I couldn't do anything. I can't be even, I can't even be used. And look shortly after what happened. He was reminded, your sins are forgiven. And the moment he remembered salvation, he said, Bruh. Dog, the enemy, yo. Enemy is trying to stop this video so bad. Like, keep on starting over, but we're going to keep going. But the pursuit continued. The pursuit continued. He continued to follow God. And he said, here I am, send me. Meaning like, I'm just open to do whatever you want me to do. I am your servant. And once that sin, that sin and shame, it was just like waved over his head. He forgets about it. He can now move forward. I want to remind you today in your house, wherever you are, where you're watching this, remove all that stuff because Jesus already died for it. Don't get too caught up in your head trying to say, man, I did this. I said I wasn't going to do this again. I failed again. I will never encourage you to keep on failing, but I will encourage you to keep on getting up. And keep on pushing because the purpose of what you have, what God has for you, is so much more important. Please do not let sin, please do not let shame stop you from getting there. So let's keep going. Um, Back to my little notepad slash Bible. Um, In Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 through 14, the scripture is very specific on moving forward, right? This is a scripture I believe... God God has given to me at a point in time in my life to just remember, you have to keep moving forward. Stop looking back. And it says here, no, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it 
but I focused on these things and he's speaking about that perfect balance. Uh, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly price for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Reminding you to forget about the past. No, he hasn't perfected it. No, you haven't perfected it. No, I haven't perfected it. No, your pastor has not perfected it. Stop paying attention to what other people are doing and saying, well, they got it all together. You don't know. Trust me. Trust me. They do not have it all together. Trust me. I do not have it all together. I don't care if I'm behind this camera talking to you. I just don't. I don't care if you see my post and you think, oh, he's a nice Christian young man. I just don't. But reality-wise, I have to keep on getting up, even in the days when it's a tough day, to get up and keep pushing forward towards that heavenly prize. Get up. Don't let your sin, do not let your pain, do not let your shame hold you back. I'm talking to you and I keep, I stay here. I'm resting here for a while because I feel like there's seriously a lot of people, myself included, if, the, if I didn't create this to see this, who really need to remember or really need this at a point in time to remember your sin or your mistakes. It's not, it's not who you are. Technically it is because you're human, but it doesn't, it doesn't define you is what we're going for. And so that's important. So let's move on. Let's, let's think about this. Um, in Psalms 51, verse eight, verses 8 through 10, this for me is very, very powerful. Just as, I mean, just as powerful as Isaiah, uh, this one comes to Psalms and we're talking about David here. This is King David. I know David. It's King David. You know, like slay Goliath David. Like Take over Zion, David. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is David. This is David. We all know David. But do you know, and I'm sure you probably do, David, he killed a man. David committed adultery. David, look, look, David said to an arm, a, a member of his own army, this is Uriah, faithful member of his own army. He saw his wife and he said to him, that's your wife? All right, cool, 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 not for long. And he killed him <laughs> and, and, and proceeded to commit adultery with his wife. This is King David, a called out one, a servant of the most high God, David. And if you think David's sin wasn't enough, like it wasn't too crazy, like you can't come back from that. Why are we, why are we look at his sin and see that God forgives him still? And I might be jumping ahead of myself and forget that, forget that you're forgiven. Forget that you still have purpose. Now, I'm not saying it's okay to go kill a man and to go, you know, commit adultery with his wife. That's just obviously not what I'm saying. But what's important is that you understand we got to move past that. You have to move past that. If David could do it, then you can do it. Listen to what he says in 51, Psalms 51, verses 8 through 10. He says, oh, give me back my joy again. You have broken me. Now let me rejoice. Don't keep looking at my sins. Remove the stain of my guilt. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a, a loyal spirit within me. And I mean, look, it, it, it's 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 serious. It's ser he even goes on to say in the Bible in in Psalms fifty one, restore to me the joy of my salvation. Do you understand that? Like. The joy of my salvation. This is not happiness. This is not an emotion. This is a state. 
the joy of my salvation. Meaning that the sin, the shame, the guilt that came in between him and God when he did what he did, he started to feel as if I still have salvation, your salvation, but really I don't really have the joy of it anymore. Like the, the, the joy of your salvation is just not here for me. So it's like, I kind of believe it, but I kind of don't. Let me give you an example. Like I said, I'm visual, right? <laughs> this might be a little silly, but like, let me give you an example. A person that has, uh, when joy is there, just, just you know, it's, it's a great straight on, straight on recognition of joy. But when joy isn't in something, it gets very easy for you to not even, as he said here, restore to me the joy of my salvation. It, it gets easy for you to forget that thing that you have, you know, whatever it is, it gets easy for you to even forget that it exists almost. Or it gets easy for you to see the reason for its existence. Or it gets easy for you to just see it and kind of just look over it and feel as if, you know, like I got salvation, but like, uh, like I don't have joy in it. So I don't even really believe, like, do I even really believe it's here? I right, so here's an example, because I'm a visual person. I like to be visual. Um, I told you I just like visual things. Um, here's, here's, a, here's a lady. I, don't, I can't even, I'm not going to give her a name. But here's a lady. She's in the, she's in the gym. She's working out, right? You know, this is how she works out. Mm. Just, she's working out, right? And there's a person that comes up to her. She's this, this lady has lost the joy of her marriage. She's lost the joy of communicating with her husband. She's lost the joy of just doing regular things. And she's just in her marriage, but she almost forgets it exists, right? Even though she's there. She's lost the joy of her marriage. She's working out in the gym. And uh, here comes Brolic old Johnny. Brolic old Johnny comes up to her at the, at the gym. Hey, you going to finish that creatine shake? You know, I know it's creatine, but you going to finish that creatine shake? <laughs> and she's still working out, right? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, 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 I'm not. Do you want my creatine shake? All right, this is getting a little weird. Let's stop right there. But here's the visual. This lady who has lost the joy of her marriage easily, easily can forget it exists. She could easily start catching her eyes slipping to the next man. She could easily start catching herself not worried about what her husband's day was like or what it had to do with anything. And, and, and the reality of that is just what joy is. And so to hear that Psalms, in Psalms 51, David loses his joy for salvation to a point where he's feeling tormented, he's feeling hurt, and it's almost as if he can just forget completely that it's even there. It's like, I mean, even if I don't, even if I have it and I don't have joy, it doesn't even matter if it's there or not. Do you even believe it anymore? Let's get our joy back. Today, I want to remind you that Jesus died for you. Your sins, they're forgiven. That part is taken care of. Don't try to take care of it yourself. You'll never be able to do it. Jesus is already taking care of that part. The only thing that we can do is continue to steadily run the race. And so today, I just want to pray for anyone right now who's going through that. If your sin if your shame, if your guilt has been so big that you feel like giving up and you need a restoration, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this opportunity. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you bind the spirit of shame, guilt, sin, lust, anything, Lord, in me right now. Pray this prayer with me. In me right now, I 
bind the spirit of shame, guilt, lust in me right now. I long to pursue what you want for my life. Please, Lord, restore to me the joy of your salvation. And I shall get up and be just like Isaiah and say, send me wherever you shall send me. And there I shall go. Today is a restoration, a restoration of my heart, a restoration of my spirit, and a restoration of the same calling you've had on my life since I was born. I pray that you continue to use me and that I will be the vessel that you have called me to be. So I thank you. In your mighty, precious name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for praying that prayer with me. And I pray and I hope, and if honestly, if you need anything, contact me. If you need some help, if you need to focus, you need accountability, contact me. I'm here. Also, I do want to say for those who are currently living in a position in which you're not saved, you know, I promised you in the beginning that we would pray for you. And I want to pray for you right now. So if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you would like to, let's do it here. Let's make it happen now. So say this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I do not know the words to say, nor do I know the way to go. But thank you for not demanding that I know these things. And thank you for giving me this opportunity to accept you as my Lord and Savior. I open up my heart to you and I welcome you in as Lord and Savior of my life. Today, I surrender all to you. And from this day forward, I am made new. Amen. And amen. So I just thank you so much if you prayed that prayer with me. Good news, you are saved. You are saved. You can begin your new life in Christ. And it just it's just the beginning. Trust me, it's just the beginning. And there will be attacks. There will be things that try to hold you back from getting to, to the purpose. We just spoke about it. This is the beginning of a great, 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 great decision. Your greatest decision, honestly, a new life in Jesus Christ. Don't get scared. Don't get worried. This is not something to be worried about. You still live a natural life. Let's just get focused. It's time, and I'm so excited for you. And I'm just, I'm just ready. I'm ready. And if you need anything, reach out. Contact me. I am here. Um, so we just thank you, Father God, right now. And I do pray that each and every one of you enjoyed this series. Uh, we're going to come through with the next series, part two, episode two. And I do truly pray that this is a blessing unto you. Love you in the Lord. Be blessed.